the good old days of the old house. That tiny little table. <laughs> the, the little coffee table? Fun time. Well, yeah, back at your old house, we did the office and that little table we were like... Oh, the to, white table. To upgrade the disc. <laughs> yeah, this is uh, this is a lot better. This is nice. All right. the atmosphere, too. Looks great. Yeah, man. It's got a good uh, ambiance. You digging the ambiance? I love it, man. I love the books. Yes. Both comfy. It's like, oh, hey, man. We wait. read books here. Right at home. <laughs> Philosophical. For the for the ASMR audience, get a little get some sip action. <laughs> <laughs> I watch those videos, so I see a bunch of weird stuff going on. <laughs> You're into the ASMR. Is that is that something you fall asleep to? Actually, I do it when I'm working. I keep it on in the background, so when I'm hearing just people like, "You can do it. Just keep going," and I'm like, "Yes, I can. I can do this." Dang, that's a good idea. That's a good. <laughs> I should use that. I mean, like music is good in the background, but it's like if I sometimes I get too lost in the music and everything, but I can still hear what's going on around me if I listen to ASMR, and it's just like, "Oh, I'm stressing about editing this thing," or "Oh man, what's this homework assignment? I can't." Yeah, and then you listen to someone just whispering and finger tapping all over, like just. Oh man! Oh God! It gets you going. It gets the creative juices going. My ears like orgasming over here. Like wow! Can I say that? Uh, yeah, well, yeah. You okay, can say, cool. I just hear <laughs> orgasm. Oh yeah. I don't um, know if that's inappropriate. <laughs> <laughs> All right, man. Uh, well, I guess we'll do a little introduction here. Let's do it. What's up, everybody? This is episode two of the Art of Mail. I have a very special guest with me today. Oh, thank you. Long time friend. We've known each other for probably over a decade. Oh, God, yeah. Um, Definitely. Music, film projects, you name it. We've probably done it together. Um, pumpkin shoots aside. Oh, God, yeah. <laughs> I'm still down to do another one of those. Yeah, it'll be fun. We'll get to that. So, uh, <laughs> we have Thomas Bro. Why don't you introduce yourself, uh, what you do creatively uh, in here in Fresno? Alright, what's going on everyone? This is Thomas Burrell. I'm uh, owner of Burial 13 Apparel. Um, if you haven't seen us, check us out. It's pretty cool. And uh, also, I am bass guitarist for He Cried Wolf, local band. We're pretty cool. I dig it. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah, definitely. <laughs> um, so how did, how did we meet? How, what, what do you think it was the first time we got together? Oh, man. Okay, so I think it's probably like... I was about 14, 15, and I think that was like one of the first garage bands ever because uh, Justan Barnick. Yeah. Lifelong friend. Justan, love you. Is he? Okay, there, there's the camera. Okay. Um, <laughs> but yeah, he was like, I want to get together, do this garage band, and it was just, it was it was a bunch of noise. But I remember meeting you for the first time and everything, and I was like, hey, buddy, how you doing? I'm Thomas, and you're like, I'm Corey, and I was like, hey, you know what? I think we're going to do something great together one day. Maybe ten years from now, but it's gonna happen. Absolutely, man. Was that uh, that was Burn the Skyline or? Oh man, was it Burn the Skyline? I think it was. Masquerades Make Believe. That's it. Masquerades okay. Make Believe. Yeah, that was Dang. way back in the day. Nice little garage band. Just uh, it was one of those. It was in that era of if you could play the slowest and heaviest riff, which is pretty much just open. Just you just sit there and hold it for like a good ten seconds. You yeah. were the most heaviest band anyone could ask for. Yeah, pretty much. If you had the tab book, all you hear is zero, 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 zero. A couple ones in there. Yeah. <laughs> Just when you're feeling nasty. <laughs> yeah. And then play it back slower. <laughs> Good times. <laughs> yeah, dude. That was that, That's what it's about, man. So uh, you started out in music. You have a background in music. Um, you've been playing since, you, like you said, you were 14, 15. 
coming up to now? How did we, how'd the whole uh, shirt entrepreneur business owner kind of kick in? Well, what had happened, uh, funny story with that whole thing, actually, I never wanted to do with clothing or any type of artwork. I mean, before, once I graduated high school, I was, you know, I was that emo kid in high school, long hair, hair bands, you know, panties. I was that kid. Once I hit 18, I uh, shaved my head and I was like, I want to be military. Let's do something with that. So got into military. I was actually with Fresno State going to school and I want to be Air Force with a pararescue combat control team. I, I want the spec ops. I wanted to see all that stuff. And I was uh, training for about three years while going to school and was injured uh, during the training. Totally just blew out my shoulder. My shoulder is completely rebuilt. So once I came back from after being injured, I still was able to test myself and they said, sorry, we can't take you. Wow. And, um, after that I was turned into artwork and uh, music for therapy for my shoulder. I had to keep it moving and everything. And I started off doing graffiti style artwork of Banksy. I love that stencil look just where you pretty much just cut everything. It was just paper, a blade and spray paint. That's all you had to do. And I was doing like little stuff off that and I ended up getting my own studio down with art hop and Broadway. And, uh, yeah, people said they really liked my artwork, but it was like a painting was sold like every two, three months. So it was kind of, uh, I wanted it kind of discouraging in a way to not see like your stuff getting out there on the streets or like uh, people wearing your stuff. And that's when I had some people say, Hey, you should put your stuff on clothing. Probably be out there a lot more. People would see it a lot more. Yeah. But I never really liked the style. I didn't think that kind of style I did was fit for t-shirts. So I taught myself Adobe Illustrator, saved up, got my business license, and I had my own style. And then Barrel 13 was born. Right on, man. Fun stuff. And yeah, ever since then, like um, back in uh, 2015 is when I got the idea. And then I opened up uh, my first like first post on Facebook about Barrel 13 was May of 2016. Because I remember that was the first art hop when I was done with school. And okay. I said... Come check us out. I have a new thing. And it was my first shirt ever, which was the Horror Movies and Chill, which we still have today. That was the only mm. shirt hanging on a wall. And I said, this is my clothing line. Come check us out. And that was two years ago. Right on. Start off with Horror Movies and Chill. That was the classic. <laughs> yeah. That's like, that one did really well. I, can, mm-hmm. I mean, from the sales and everything. Um, so Burial 13. So we got, what inspired you for the looks? I know there's like a kind of a revolving look that you kind of going for with different aspects of spirituality maybe, or, you know, what, what would you say is the conglomerate of your like inspiration for the barrel 13? Well, the original plan was for it when I wanted to do it. I am a huge fan of horror movies. So that's where the 13 came from. I'm a huge Jason Voorhees fan Friday the 13th. That's, that's, that's just my, that's my movie to go to. I could never get sick and tired of that movie. And I always loved the fact that everyone thought 13 was such an unlucky number. But to me, I thought it was lucky. And plus, it's horror. So Yeah, that's like um, the famous tattoo that everyone gets, right? The, oh, yeah. Uh, on Friday 13 tattoos. Yeah. yeah, you have to get a Friday 13 tattoo at least right. once. Yeah. <laughs> um, so uh, it was going to be horror-themed and stuff like that. And a lot of stuff, I always saw people mainly... There was a lot of horror stuff that I was following. And it was always the same stuff that was being produced on clothing and everything. So I was like, eh, maybe I can kind of switch away from that. And then I started really getting to like the uh, Wicca, Wiccan kind of style spirituality. And um, I really love the fact that there was nothing ever been involved with that artwork. A lot of people always really? want to go. Okay. Yeah. A lot of the stuff that we, uh, that I'd seen for clothing and artwork, it was a lot of that satanic heavy metal stuff, upside down crosses, everything, 666. And everyone always kind of just expressed it through that way. But I wanted to be on the opposite side of the spectrum, kind of like a more white magic kind of look to it just uh something that people haven't seen before and that's when i started really 
um, doing my knowledge and reading up on uh, actual like pagan Wiccan style beliefs artwork from them, symbols. So everything I do use in my artwork are actual real symbols that go with that religion, that kind of style. Wow. So you've actually done like the research and you like, you know, the history behind everything, right? Yeah. So, oh yeah, everything. I always want to make sure that when I come up with a new design or when I collab with someone that I want to make sure that it is going with the design. It does. I don't want it to look like that trendy kind of like, oh, he's just another one of those kind of styles. So everything that we do use is very symbolic towards that belief. Right, man. And then is this something that you've always been interested in as a kid or you kind of just like sparked your interest, you know, later on? Sparked like- my interest later on once I started reading about it. I was uh, really kind of very, when I first started, I really didn't know too much about that kind of belief system, but I wanted to read about it. I found it very interesting. I loved how like the belief was with it, very natural and uh, reading into it. Just uh, I love the artwork that people depicted with it, and I thought, you know, this would be great to actually kind of get it out there. And uh, I know a lot of people are very skeptical about it. They think it's all kind of like that evil-style witchcraft, which it's not. I mean, it's... Yeah, like for some... Yeah, explain to someone, like, if they don't know anything about Wiccan, like, I'm pretty much... I don't... I don't I'm not an expert in Wiccan yeah. at all. Like, what would be, like, a kind of crash course of their belief system? They would, uh, a lot of people really think that's more like the, all the black magic kind of style, like... Um, just, just like human sacrifices, stuff like that. And that's, so, I mean, it's more like that. That's the way like Hollywood kind of pertains to it. So everyone thinks that that kind of style of like belief is really evil and everything, which is not, I mean, every, any type of religion and everything is just all based on what you believe with. But um, what I really love about it was it's the kind of like the oldest religion that ever was created. It's a lot of like natural earthly kind of style, stuff like that. It's very, uh, my, how I've read it and expressed it, it's a very peaceful style of religion. Okay, And it's um, some of the original belief systems that we've had to that are actually even expressed in today's kind of belief systems, how it's all kind of like um, trying to think of the word kind of like not not evolved, but it's um, transitioned in how people kind of believed in today. Like we still practice a lot of that stuff. And that's why I thought it was great that um, to kind of bring it up into the world, kind of like shine it out of the darkness. So people are kind of like, oh, wow, this is actually really like interesting. It's actually a different kind of view than what we've always been taught. Wow. And you've, and you've incorporated that heavily into Barrel 13 as yes. far as the designs and yes. the inspiration through each thing. And we still have that kind of horror feel. I mean, I'm still like a huge horror fan. So we'll kind of put that kind of like dark art style into it. But everything that we do believe and that we do express through our uh, artwork and clothing is with that pagan Wiccan uh, white magic belief. Right on, man. That's awesome. Yeah. yeah. Dude. Kind of a different feel to things. I mean, I, I see so much of the same trendy kind of stuff, but I wanted to kind of express a different way of it. Yeah. Kind of that same black and white style like that, that everyone wants to kind of pertain to, but just a different belief system. Or uh, I can't even think of the word. Kind of like a vision, different vision of okay. how I want the yeah. company to go to. I could see it, man. That's mm-hmm. awesome, dude. Um, So... You're a young business owner. You started that. What was, how was the process like from getting from your idea of starting a clothing line to making a reality as far as making it a business here? You know? Starting a business, I'll be honest, it is very frustrating. Yeah. I mean, going through legal documents. I mean, once you have the strong, like uh, your foundation, after that, it's just upkeep. Everything after that is really easy. But actually trying to go through um, with pretty much government paperwork, stuff like that, actually being incorporated as a business and everything that took about, I think six to eight months before it actually cleared for me to say that, all right, you have to go. I mean, they do all the background checks, everything to actually make sure that your company is 
not taken and it, like that name was not taken. That's the one thing that always scared me. I had this idea. I had this vision for what I wanted to make. Mm-hmm. But I was one, so scared that there was actually going to be something different to that. Uh, or there was going to be like something very similar with the same name or like too close to the name too much or too close to the logo. So that's what the one thing that always scared me or kind of put me off from actually wanting to go out there and push for it because I was like, I don't want to be disappointed. Oh, so for early on, you were like, I need to get this yeah. trademark because, you know, I don't I don't want to be like copying anybody else. Exactly. Yeah. Right? I don't okay. want to be like, oh, he's just another guy doing his whole thing. But um, that was one thing that always kind of scared me to kind of push forward is like, I don't want to be disappointed. I have these ideas, but I feel like it's just going to just crush. I mean, I'm probably not the only I, only guy or only person that's ever thought of doing this. So. Right. That kind of pushed me off a bit. And plus, being a full-time student, working like three jobs, it was horrible to try to save up money. Oh, I'm sure. Right. Uh, yeah. But um, once I did that, I actually did that leap forward. I was like, you know what? I'm just going to do it. Saved up, did the business license, got my foundation started for everything. And then after that, produced my first shirt. And yeah, ever since then, it's been kind of just rolling, rolling great, rolling smooth. We've been doing a lot of great things and everything. And uh, after that, it's just all upkeep. And then... It's kind of cool. We actually have like the, we're at that point where we could actually make a design and actually print it up and get it ready and put it out on the shelves within that day. Wow. From before we're trying to make sure, trying to learn everything. Now we can actually just mass produce right there. Thanks. And that's a pro that was like a two year process to get to that point where we can, you can just streamline everything. A lot of saving up, a lot of learning. YouTube is amazing at teaching new skills. I love it. It's, it's a great tool. But um, yeah, we got uh, after that, that was uh, just a lot of learning, a lot of trial and error, a lot of stuff. I mean, a lot of fabric that was not used, just a lot of scrap stuff trying to go through, oh, yeah. find the pressure, find the, just screen printing in general. Is, it's tricky at first, but once you get it, it's, it's easy. So what, what are some tricks that you've learned maybe that were like some of the downfalls that, you know, on the process of learning to start your own business that you've learned, you know, maybe like you could tell other business owners that are first starting out like did you learn any like like shortcuts maybe or um, i would honestly say like don't don't be disgruntled uh, i mean it's a lot of trial and error to actually make a business mm-hmm. um there's always going to be a lot of downfall and um true thing is a lot of people just see this uh just see success they just see where you've come from what you do but they weren't there to actually like know all the hardships the late nights you know, trying to figure out what you're going to do, if this is ever going to happen. Um, it is a process. So if anyone trying to actually start a business or want to get there, it takes time, but it, do not be disgruntled about it. I mean, if you keep pushing forward, it's going to happen. And Can you think of happy. a single moment where you felt that, hey, man, like this business might actually take off um, and, you know, I might be doing something right here. Um, think, was there a moment for you for that? I think after uh, when it became like started getting really serious, because at the beginning when I was still trying to learn social media, really try to marketing everything. And that's when I teamed up with you to do all the photography. It actually started to turn around like, oh, my God, like we can actually do model shoots and everything like the it doesn't look like some shirt just laying on the ground. It actually has models using this. And then the uh, the amount of shows, the uh, music industry that within Central Valley who actually started hitting us up and being like, hey, like we want to see your stuff out here. I want to see, we want to see people wearing it. We think it'd be a great uh, fit for us. And that's when I started seeing a lot of success. So like, oh my God, like my stuff is actually getting people are, I've actually come across people on the streets wearing my stuff that. That is a crazy feeling. I think I remember I texted you the first time I ever saw it. I was at like a grocery store yeah. and I saw this random kid <laughs> and I was like, 
was like, whoa, hey, man, stop there. <laughs> I like I took a screenshot of it and I sent it to you. And you're like, oh, yeah, I saw him at Art Hop the other night. I picked up some shirts. I'm like, that's crazy, man. I think that was the turning point for me where I was like, oh, my God, like what I'm doing is actually working. When I actually had people messaging me, like I saw, is this one of your shirts or something like that? And people just wearing them out on the streets. It was crazy. Yeah, just that's a that. That's a good like moment of reassurance that like, yeah, hey, I'm, what I'm, I'm doing do- is right. People are actually liking what I'm doing. That's uh, and especially starting off too. like, it's very overwhelming thinking are people going to like this. I just put all this money in for nothing. And like, should I, yeah, should I continue on with this? But when you actually start seeing success with people supporting your stuff and the amount of people that we're sharing are like the designs, the page and everything it was just like, Oh my God, I, I feel really happy with what I'm doing. I'm actually feeling successful. And then some of the other big plans that we had, especially with this last summer, when we were on warp tour and touring the different cities, we had people from different cities like, Oh my God, we finally get to meet you. So finding reassurance, um, you, you're finding people in our local town wearing your stuff. Mm-hmm. Feels really great. Um, you didn't do all this stuff for nothing. Yeah, that's, that's great. That's a great feeling. Especially. Yeah. That's the, that honestly was the best thing that kind of turned around in my life. Like I, I, I want to keep on going with this and everything. So Yeah. I feel like I'm doing something right. <laughs> so if someone was in your spot and they had an idea, you know, like, you know what? I want to pursue this. I want to make this a company. What's the first step that someone should do? First step is I definitely have a goal or an idea plan, like a vision. You okay. don't want to just go into it without like having that idea. Like you'd be like, oh, okay, cool. Like I got my business license. I've named my business. I named what I want to do, but I have no idea where I'm going to go from there. Okay. I so feel a like, business plan. Would yes, be- definitely a business plan. That's the word. <laughs> Definitely have a business plan, actually, when you start going into this, because it just makes things a lot easier than trying to pay for something that you have no idea what you're going to do with. And I feel like that's kind of what happened to me. I had the idea, but I didn't have an actual plan of what I was going to do. And that was the very first struggle with me. Mm -hmm. Uh, That's why when I had my business license in uh, 2015, but I waited till May to do something. I was like, I don't I don't really know what I'm going to do. I love the idea, but is this going to fall through or is this actually going to work and everything? And then once May hit, I was like, you know what? Let's just see what happens. It's been five months. We're just going to throw it out there. And yeah. How many years have uh, Barrel 13 been in business? Two years. Two years. Yep. So out of the two years, and I know this last year was a big one, um, What would? what's the biggest, what's the craziest moment that you've had so far for your success? Honestly, think... Uh, being on the Van, uh, Vans Warped Tour and just some of the musicians that I listen to, like some of my favorite musicians, actually uh, getting to meet with them and actually wearing my stuff and everything. Um, I Set to Kill was one. I got to meet with them through Burial 13. And I've, I've listened to them. Uh, I, I love their music and everything. And so when I actually got to meet them through Burial 13, it was just like, oh, my God, like this is it's we're starting to get up there. We're actually starting to get people notice us and everything. And especially with Rivals, too. Rivals was they're such an awesome group. And since their takeoff has been crazy, like it was just kind of cool to meet someone that has the same kind of goals and inspirations. Like I know uh, Kaylee does her uh, artwork and media through original media and getting to just kind of see someone else's artwork. It's just very inspiring to actually see someone push forward with the same goals. That's what I love about the music industry. Everyone's there with each other, especially with the local community. Everyone wants to strive together and push forward. And it's just great to see all the inspirations mixed in. Yeah, man, that's mm-hmm. I definitely agree. Uh, music industry is uh, definitely a good industry to combine your business with, and that's what Throw Thirteen I've noticed kind of like kind of piggyback 
on you know the shows and tours and it's like it goes hand in hand with mm-hmm. marketing and you you have a lot more opportunity to sell your stuff get mm-hmm. your, your brand out in front of people um it's a good it's a good relationship for sure definitely it's just uh the the friendships that you meet along the way that's actually probably one of been like the most like i feel in the way craziest but the most happiest things that's been going on with uh barrel 13 i mean we started off as nothing and now we're making friends with bands that we've uh just listen to forever and it's great to actually see where the company's going to and that's what i've always wanted to do is stick close with music and artwork kind of be your own boss to it but uh yeah it's it it just makes me happy i mean i i love doing what i'm doing and i i just can't wait to see what keeps on going with it it keeps pushing me more and more to strive to keep on going like 110 percent is there anybody in particular that inspires you or you look up to as an example of what you where you want to be um, honestly, I just, I see inspiration. Like a lot of the times, uh, it doesn't matter who it is. Like I see people just striving to continue their goals and everything. It's like, I want to do this. I want to do this. And it's like, you know, I've been in that situation. Like I wanted to be this and it actually gives me more inspiration. It's like, you can do this. Like I, I've started stuff off with just an idea and seeing that someone wants to blossom off from an idea or something like that. It's like, it's great. And it gives me inspiration as well too. I, I find inspiration in everyone. Yeah, and I feel like there's not one single person that can actually like I look up to. I look up to everyone because I feel like it's everyone has their greatness in them. It's each and different. Wow, that's awesome. Um, in a way, so, kind of like wording like that. <laughs> no, for real, I, I get it. Um, as a new company and as starting a company in today's age in 2018, how important do you think marketing is as far as social media um, and websites? Are you like do you find that like heavily important, or is it more about the product? I, I do find it heavily important. Um, I've seen some companies where it's like they are heavily involved with marketing. It's like it's such a competition with nowadays. You could make your company look like some multi-million dollar business and it's like, oh, we're just some local little company. It's, it's crazy what the impact of marketing and social media can have on someone. Um, some people who are just blowing up nowadays are some local companies, smaller uh smaller companies that have like very few products, but it's like how the way they market it, it's, it's great. And it just brings people's attention mm-hmm. to want to start shopping more local or kind of supporting that, um, that company. And it gives them, I feel like more inspiration as well too. That's another thing that gives inspiration too. And the way you market just shows that since they're big or since it looks like they're big and everything, I'm getting all tongue twisted. <laughs> uh, the coffee's kicking it, in. The coffee is kicking <laughs> in. I'm, I'm talking too fast and everything. But, um, you know, I feel like marketing is very heavily involved with nowadays. Like it's, it's a great tool to use to actually make your company look like a million dollars. I know we've had even people early on, I think we did your first photo shoot and I remember we had people in the inbox messaging us asking for employee positions. Yeah. They they wanted to work at our storefront and I'm like, oh, uh, you're you're just working out of the house right now. And yeah. Uh, that's why I feel like marketing looks so great with a business too. You can make anything look like you can make yourself look like the biggest company in the world. And when you're just doing stuff out of your house, make it till you make it, man. Right? That's how you do it. (laughs) And what I love about it too, it makes you look very professional. It looks like you're not just throwing together some ideas or something like that. or just throwing, it it doesn't look sloppy. You look very neat and professional with the marketing. Man. Yeah. Right on. Any, uh, any future goals for 2019 going into, is there anything that you guys are, you're looking to incorporate more or what I really want to start doing, um, is definitely tour a lot more. Uh, I want to start looking at some type of, uh, like, you know, sponsorship deals, maybe getting there and stuff like that and see what's going on. I feel like we're getting to the point where 
we actually have a really um, strong following base off and everything that uh, people will start to know us or start to kind of like, hey, I've seen your stuff before, like, or we follow you and everything. Also, too, I want to start getting into Burial 13 events, maybe possibly during the summer. Oh, cool. We'll see what's going on, but like maybe do some like little Burial 13 festivals and everything, get together some bands, maybe do like a couple cities or something like that. Be like, hey. Nice. We'll just strive to do that. Whoa. That's Whoa. me out for a second. We just lost some light. <laughs> Let me let me fix that real quick. Hold on. What is that? I don't know. What is going on? You just had to talk about scary film. And the light went off. I don't know. <laughs> That's weird. Speaking of, by that. Let me make sure. Oh. I kind of look like really featured like this. Like, hey. <laughs> right. Let me grab the AC car. <laughs> look at this car. <laughs> oh man, I've been seeing some shit. <laughs> oh, I love it. There's been so much dank memes on Facebook lately. <laughs> it's lit, bro. It's freaking lit. I think that's what the kids are saying. And it is lit. Lit. Stay lit. Stay lit, fam. <laughs> All right, we're back again. Sorry about that. Speaking about that scary movie, I saw you post on the page. I did. A little picture. I was like, what is going on? So what happened, so I know everything got kind of canceled, and I was like looking through the footage, and I'm like, man, this is some good footage. We got to make something out of it. And uh, I found all the footage. Oh, I still had all the footage. But then I found, I thought I didn't have the audio because I had my cousin John out there doing audio. Oh, that's right. Honestly. That, was that like two years in the making? Like, man. I cannot wait. Like, Conjuring 2, when they came out with the number of the lock and everything, I was just like, oh, man, this is cool. And then they were like, oh, we're having a spinoff of just the nun. I'm like, okay. And that's the one thing that gets me, too. I love horror movies, and my weakness is, like, the possession stuff or, like, demonic That yeah. stuff. That's, like... You pretty much broke my cherry with when it comes to horror movies, like pretty much like what last summer. Oh, I, I'm not a horror movie guy. I'm a every documentary weekend. guy. Yeah, we did horror movies and chill like every weekend. Every weekend. We'd always we always find another one because since, yeah, since Corey here, he's never really seen horror movies. I was like, all right, we got to start from the classics. We're going from like the black and whites. We'll do some cheesy B-rated like 1980s horror movies. I think the best one we saw was Return of the Living Dead. Yes. I love that one. That's actually my favorite zombie movie, 1980s punk rockers versus the Living Dead. Love it. Check it out if you haven't seen it. <laughs> um, but yeah, uh, we gotta we gotta do that again. We have to start catching up because there's so much good stuff, especially with the new Michael Myers Halloween coming out. Yes. Oh my God, that Virginia one's coming in. Curtis. Is that October too? It is. Man, so the nun, the new uh, man. That's crazy. And it's supposed to. I love it too because they're like it's got nothing to do with any of the movies after the first one. So it's 40 years after the first movie. That's Jim awesome. Lee Curtis. Oh, it's good. I can't wait. I like the storyline. Like they already gave away a little bit of the storyline on the trailer, and it looks pretty good. Oh like, yeah, how it's kind of like he's returning from jail. It's cool. It looks very dark, and I love it. Another big person I really love horror movies. I know that he's got another one come out. Rob Zombie. I love his style of horror movies. I don't know. A lot of people say they don't like it, but yeah, I love it. He it's does got a style. That's for sure. It's like it's uh, dark and gory. I love yeah, it. Yeah, he brings like really human aspects to yes. the monsters and stuff. And you're like, this is real. One thing I'm waiting for him to do, like I would absolutely go nuts if he remade it. But um, I know he already made the Halloweens and the Michael Myers. He needs to get on a Friday the 13th. I'm just saying. They haven't I mean, remade that one at all, huh? N- they did back in 2009. 
I it still was pretty it. cool. It, it was it was pretty cool, but I feel like if Rob Zombie did it, he'd have that gore twist to it. You know, just yeah, like really that's almost ten years ago from now. Like oh, since yeah. since the last one, they need to redo it. And if Rob Zombie jumped on that, which I'm telling him, I'm going to tag him in this. We need to tag him right. Rob Zombie do Friday Thirteenth. I don't care. This is all that podcast is about. <laughs> But um, Rob you know, Zombie, if you're listening, uh, yeah, it's time. He needs to do it. He needs to redo all the classic stuff and everything. I think it'd just be cool. But I still love the classic horror movies and everything because it's kind of what created all the monsters today. You can never redo the classics. Boom. Top five horror movies. Go. Top five horror movies. All right. Friday the 13th. Part one and two. Everything after that, I was like, eh. I feel like part one was cool because it's got, you know, Mrs. Voorhees. Oh, my God. She was amazing. <laughs> Bless her soul. And then part two, because Jason, Sackhead Jason was the best one because he was the most human in that one. Everything else, he's just kind of right. a zombie. Okay. Uh, then we go to Nightmare on Elm Street. The original first one? Oh, original. Yeah, Johnny Depp. Robert England. Yes. John Depp is stuck in a bed, right? Yes. Yeah, okay. This is the first one. <laughs> you got to love this one. The Thing. The okay. 1981 version. That was the first, was that the first night for horror movies and chill with I us? think that was with Kurt Russell. Yeah. That's, and that's Chris's movie, right? Yes. Yeah, hey, Chris. <laughs> by the way, uh, I still got your movie. You left it. So, but thank you. Love you. <laughs> What's your mailing address? Uh, yeah. But the 1981 version, because I know there's an earlier one before that, and then they did a, um, like a prequel. Oh, really? Okay. Back, I haven't seen that one. It, it's pretty cool. So, like, remember in the original one where they the Americans came to, like, the Swedish or the Norwegian? The one that we watched? Yes. Yeah, okay. And the whole, like, base was blown up. You had no idea what happened. The mm-hmm. prequel they made in the 2000s. <laughs> was what happened at that base before the Americans came. Ooh. It's pretty cool. Like, uh, Don't get me wrong. It's an awesome movie, but the nothing beats the 1981 one. So. I, I really enjoyed that movie, and I didn't think I was, but it's like, it, I don't know. It had everything. It was like a, I don't know. It was like one of those classic, like, had like that real nice, like, man appeal, like, type of, like. That was actually one movie. of the first movies with that kind of, like, CGI style, I believe. Like that. Yeah, really and it was like, is yeah, it was a lot of real effects, like, practical effects, which is cool, too. That's, yeah, that's one reason why I love that movie so much is the, the CGI in the movie. It's just like that gory. It's very gory, but Classic. it's not, it's not claymation, like how they. No, yeah. Through. It's very, I, I can't even say that because I'm not a, I'm not a, F, like, a special effects guy. I'm a lighting guy. Yeah. But. Yeah, that's okay. So that was number three. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm just comparing Friday the 13th 1 and 2 as one movie. And then um, Michael Myers, Halloween. Those are the good ones. And then for the fifth one, I honestly am a huge fan of Night of the Living Dead, the original black and white one. Yes. The first ever zombie film. Way ahead of its time, too. Oh, God, yeah. Oh, man. Some of the effects on there. What, what year was that? That was 19... I think it was 1960s. That's crazy. If you look at that movie and you think nineteen sixties. So let me you know I'm kinda curious. Am I able to look this yeah, up? You double check. No one knows that we're doing this right now. But I'm it's got me curious now. Yeah, because some of the effects on that movie was like seriously top notch stuff. Like it looks like almost eighties. Yes. Know? It was I feel like I'm gonna be oh man, I'm gonna be dumb on this. Yeah, nineteen sixty eight. Nice. It was. Those are those ones and everything. I think those are the top five. But I also Grew up watching like the other black and white ones, like original Dracula, the Bela Lugosi, Creature of the Black Lagoon. What's the um? What's the one? What's the Dracula where it's like it's called something different? It's uh, Nosferatu. Oh, Nosferatu. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. That was like oh, 
the silent movie. I have watched that film. It's crazy, man. It's, it's kind of trippy. It, the fact that it is that style it makes I think it adds to like the creepiness. Honestly, he was probably like one of the scariest vampires too. Like, yeah, just, those nails, man. Oh man! And yeah. then when he gets in the coffin, he raises himself up like that stop motion picture in yeah, the film. Dude. Oh, it was awesome. Man, horror movies. What are your top favorite five? Go. Top five. Oh man. I really like the thing. I don't know if that's my number one. It's got to be up there. Maybe number two. Um, number number one favorite scary movie. I think Night of the Living has got to be number one. I like the original black and white one. I really mm-hmm. like that one. Um, so the thing number two, number three. Shoot, man, I haven't seen a lot though. <laughs> um, <laughs> This Dude, start back up on this. <laughs> as far as I don't know, as far as storytelling, but personally, the, the ones that scare me are the possession ones the most. Oh yeah. So like yeah. the exorcism, like even the original one, like it still the gets 1970s me. Seventies one. Yeah, it oh, still oh. gets me. And uh, you know that set was haunted, right? Yeah, oh. like uh, that's crazy. So I'm like, okay, maybe that. Yeah, maybe the exorcism, probably number three. Um, I, I'm a big fan of the Friday Thirteenth, okay. so uh, probably that would be number four. And uh, I gotta go night, uh, Nightmare on Elm Street, number five. Yes. Uh, Johnny Depp, man, just like, got to. Did you ever see the new one they made? I think it was, it was like how Freddy Krueger got, like, how he was, but it was like a different actor. It wasn't Robert England. It was no, it was that, when did that one come out? That was 2012, I think. Not too sure on that one, but it, it, was, it was good. I liked how dark it was, but it wasn't Freddy's typical, you know, like, his sarcasm. Yeah. His jokes. The jokes was, and stuff. Yeah. It was just this guy like, all right, you got me to do this. I'm going to kill you. It wasn't like, wow. hey, I'm coming after you in your dreams. Just come watch me run after you. That's got to be like, on the next horror movies and chill right there. Oh, God. Yeah. It, it's a cool <laughs> movie. It's kind of cool just to see how like he got to that point. But it's not Robert England. So it's not on my top. I can't put that as a top. Yeah. It's like forbidden. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Anytime you use a different actor and it's just a different character. It's not the same. <laughs> well, I mean, I think that's a good, a uh, good spot to end it. Where can, uh, where can people find you, man? Like, where are you at on the internet, and how can people connect with uh, your brand? Oh, I'm all over the place. You can follow me on my personal Thomas Burrell on Facebook or Instagram, or I have Burrell13 on Facebook and Instagram. I'm always on there, so anytime you want to message me, I will respond. And also, you can check us out on our website www.burial13apparel.com. We will have all our stuff up on there. We also have a bunch of new stuff that I've got coming out. It's all a little hush-hush, but the one that we just released, we have our newest design, Nocturnal. Thank you to Kaylee Wolf from Ridgeline Media. She was able to make that for us and everything, so that was awesome. And um, yeah, that is just one of the newest ones I have. So keep an eye out for a bunch of new stuff coming out. It's all ready. We're all, they're all made and ready to go. I'm just waiting to release them. So nice. they're all in little timers to be released out into the world. You gotta get the <laughs> hype game. The hype game is oh, strong. Oh, no, it's good. <laughs> and yeah, I just want to thank everyone out there listening to for uh, all the support with Barrel 13. We just passed 3,000 followers and likes and everything. So that was a huge achievement right there. I couldn't believe so. We're going to shoot for 4,000 now. Next goal. By the end of this year, 4,000. That's my next goal. It's all about those goals, man. Oh, yeah. Any last words of encouragement for beginning business owners and entrepreneurs looking to create their own brand? Uh, Definitely go out there. Don't wait on it. Go out there and strive. Do something. uh, Yeah, just strive 110%. Like, 
it's going to be scary. I know it's scary to always do that little extra step, but don't be scared of it unless you're, I mean, you ever heard that saying, like, the graveyard is the richest place in the world? You heard that? Because yeah. it's filled with ideas and inventions and businesses that people never went out to go push out because they were scared to do it. So you never know. Just go out there and give 110%. Don't be scared to actually believe in what you want to do. All right, man. That will end it right there. Thank you so much for being on my oh, podcast. Thank you for having me, man. It's always a pleasure. Absolutely. You know where to find him. I'll leave his links in the description down below. Check Definitely. out Barrel 13's new designs. And He Cried Wolf. We'll have some new music very yes, soon. Yes, that is. Yep. Thanks for tuning in on this podcast. I'll see you guys on the next one. Laters.